Do you want to get stuck into World War II tabletop gaming? If so, this could be your week. We've got a copy of the excellent bolt action starter set Band of Brothers from our on tabletop store and we're going to be giving it away. One lucky viewer who likes the video, subscribes to the YouTube channel and comments on this video down below is going to walk away with an excellent set. It's got everything you need to get stuck in. It's got a rule book. It's got tokens. It's got dice. It's even got some terrain, not to mention the German army and the US paratroopers. And if you're already into bold action, stay tuned to the news section where we're going to be taking a look at the new releases. The weekend starts now. Hey peeps, welcome to The Weekender. I'm Lloyd, and this week I'm joined by Jerry and Ming the Merciless. Uh, I have returned from exile. Otherwise known as Justin. Hello, Justin. <laughs> yeah, the beard is getting a little bit Ming right now. As long as it's just Ming and not Minging, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have to care for it. You have to wash it, condition it, keep it nice and soft and fluffy. It's just so you say, I don't. I very much feature the roll in, roll out. The only reason it's looking particularly trimmed at the moment is I had difficulty putting a mask on when I went shopping last week. So I had to f sort of uh, rein it in a bit. Let's put it like that. Take the clippers out. No. It's harsh. Uh, very uh, harsh because I'm, I'm low maintenance normally. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Justin, it's looking very symmetrical. How did you get the grey to be so lined up either side? It's actually grey all the way across the bottom. He's just drawn that bit in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. It just seems to have balanced out this last while. I know why I'm going a lot grayer now. Let's get stuck into the show. If you've just mm. discovered it for the first time, it's not actually a show about discussing beards. It's a show about discussing hobby and lots of tiny toys, fighting men, tiny yes. fighters. Yes. So this week, fellas, let's get stuck into. I think we want to highlight a couple of things that went out through the YouTube channel this week or yes. on the website. Both, both the YouTubes and the websites. So talking of wee men's, uh, I sat down with Nick Wright from Irregular Wars and talked to him about Fantastic Battles, which yeah. is a, uh, it's a figure agnostic game. So it's about uh, playing out masked fantasy battles or historics, actually. The, the system works beautifully for both on the tabletop. Um, there's an awful lot of 10 mil stuff in it, including some from um, Patreon uh 3d printer that we're going to be looking at later on but mm -hmm. the the system itself actually lets you play everything from six mil to 32 mil depending on on your point of view um you can just slap them down on the tabletop base them in the uh the correct way to suit you and your friends and get gaming uh so it's an incredibly flexible system and it was great chatting to somebody who's a local um up up your neck of the woods around Korean direction um, so that that's Northern Ireland for anybody so who's North, wondering. Yeah, Northern Ireland. Yeah. So it's nice to actually see somebody local getting out there. Uh, it's his, I want to say it's like his 10th uh, rule system that he's done. Um, so a lot of them have been done for Song of Blade and Heroes. Uh, but then he also has conflict uh, at the world's end for doing sort of Elizabethan era fighting. If you want to do your, your British against Irish, or if you want to do your uh, Aztecs against conquistadors, that works as well. So it's a fascinating journey with Nick through the fantastic battles. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to actually edit this one, and there are some really, really interesting components to the game. One of them being like the, the tropes for the, the different 
uh, races. Factions, yeah, the, yeah. The, the way you build your race, every, there are, I think, seven distinct stat lines in in the uh, the game. So cavalry, infantry, or not even cavalry, infantry, elite infantry, dungers, monsters, artillery, and then there's like 40 or 50 traits that you can then layer on. So if you want to turn that elite infantry into dwarven elite infantry then maybe you make them a bit more resilient uh you make them less prone to running away harder to uh fight against or if you want to make them uh goblins you take the exact same stat line and then maybe you start giving them things like they're more likely to run away they're they're a bit worse at, at fighting or you might want to stick them on top of some spiders so it's it's entirely up to you how you build your forces for it so it's an, if you have miniatures already you can use this set so it's it's that flexible there's mm -hmm. there's nothing that you cannot do cool that was the, that was the first thing so that was the first thing uh then i also got a chance to dive into brutality by scott wainwright uh so i've done a sort of deep dive of my first i say my first impressions i've been reading it extensively for this a couple is, of months now this is and an th article is it th this is an article on the website and it is about um a skirmish war game that is figure agnostic but not generic so there are a lot of games out there that say you can use whatever figures you want because it's just an open world and then you go oh i want my world to be this or i want to play that uh, and therefore my elves are actually macadamian elves and i've got you know something from 40k that i want to tie in and you build this world yourself this throws all of that away this is a goddess from ancient samaria has got annoyed that she's been forgotten about and managed to steal some people and drop them into the brutal realm of her own devising is that uh, this island looking place that, that is this island looking place and the way it works is over time these people fight die fight die and reborn all the time trapped perpetually in this realm and in that she starts to gain more power and as she gains more power she pulls more people in so you can have people from any background any race you want including robots because sometimes she's a a, a six thousand year old deity and she doesn't really understand what ai is like this so, guy is a bit of a cyborg yeah so so occasionally she'll grab people that she thinks may be good to come and worship her and it turns out they're actually robots so he's, he's <laughs> developed a very intricate world Mm -hmm. that explains why you can have infinity figures fighting ancient greeks fighting space marines or um, whatever you happen to have lying around and they all work in the context of it they all work together and the campaign system is, is interesting as well because it is a magical realm when you're playing and you're fighting and you lose people in a lot of games when you're playing a campaign you have little rules at the end going well did they actually die or are they just injured whereas in this you go no they're dead but the minute somebody dies they wake up in the last place they slept with all the stuff they had um, it's, it's, ju it's just the way it goes it's like a reset button because as a goddess you don't want to lose your only worshippers so she just resets them it's a, it's a fascinating idea and a concept for a, a skirmish war game and there's a an awful lot to get stuck into it's a very simple system there's a lot of meat on the bones mm. really like it it feels like one you could probably do a lot of kit bashing for you know different miniatures and stuff if you want to like really go custom oh yeah uh, literally the world is your oyster uh, and while there's a fair bit in the book it's a relatively small book so things are not fleshed out but you get you get factions you get realms you get lands 
that you can explore. And if you want to start adding in your own layers on top of that, you can. But he's also, he's got a very active uh, community on Facebook. And recently he's been posting things like um, the Brutal Realms. So there are seven realms listed in the book, like the Fleshlands, which is actually a wizard who threatened uh, and fought against uh, the goddess. And when she beat him, she stretched him over the entire area hammered him to the ground and left him there immortal and in perpetual agony so it is literally a fleshland but all of these places have like a little half page you know paragraph and rules for game setting but he's going back and adding to these so the the first one the psychotropics has got a 20 page extended uh rough guide to the, the lands and he's going to do this for all of them so the game itself is more than enough to be getting on with, but if you want to explore more of his his ideas behind it, he is layering these things on top. Cool. So it's fascinating. Cool. Mm. If I look close enough, will I find the airplane from Lost? Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't see, be surprised I, I love, everything else is there. I love maps like this because there's so many different little things to see. Mm. There, If you go to bottom left, that is the... the there's a little island off the coast, which is the uh, psychotropics, and it is a realm that, like a psychotropic drug, it's not a place you want to be wandering about in because things yeah. go badly wrong on occasions. That's cool. Don't, don't drink the water. Don't eat the plants. Just stay away from it. Yeah. So what? Don't talk to the locals. No, yeah, none of that. Does she pull in buildings and stuff as well? Because I see pyramids and standing stones and things like this. Some people have been there for a long time and have started to build their own nations. And um, a lot of people, are, you know, they know gods exist because one has picked them up. So they do worship them to a greater or lesser extent. Uh, also, occasionally, maybe somebody's living in an area where there is no food. And if you're particularly nice, maybe Ishtar will drop a load of food on you in your settlement because she is a kindly god. She's not really. She's a terrible god. But uh, but yeah, it's mostly people, but they do come across with whatever they were in contact with at the time. So occasionally you'll get vehicles can turn up, um, but then we'll soon run out of puff. The Zenith are my favorite faction, which is just made up of people who can fly. Whether they have jetpacks, wings, or magic, they just they they built their own castle in the clouds, so to speak, and they look down on everybody who can't fly because they're all lesser. It's like, look at all these people here walking with their feet. Terrible. And that's that's a way, but it shows how Warband can come together. It doesn't have to be a cohesive group of miniatures from the same, even from the yeah. same game. They just have a theme that they've all slipped the bonds of Earth and therefore better than everybody else. Does that mean it's like, but can the creatures come from like the past, other planets, things like that? Because Anywhere. we're about, yep. because we're about to move into an India of the week, mm-hmm. which might be really cool for populating a world like that. Yes, they they can come from anywhere and everywhere. Any any mortal from anywhere in history and time and space can be pulled in. So, indeed, anybody from the Kraken Games can be dropped right into the middle of the brittle realm to fight it out. Sweet. Well, with that in mind, it is time for Indie of the Week. Jerry, what have we got this week, mate? Well, I've gone all old school again because it is my want in life. Um, and, you and like crack- old things, I, I do like old things. Old things are great. Stop booing me. You know I'm right. Uh, <laughs> Kraken Games is a cracking little company uh, who produce uh, a range of fantasy and sci-fi 28mm miniatures. Um, 
But it's when you start to explore the range that they have, you start to see some of the weird and esoteric things that you may not see as often or at all from yeah. some some well, places. Let's, let's see what we've got then. They have a couple of different sort of subcategories in the shop. The axe grind, which is sort of fantasy. Star grind will not surprise you, is sci-fi. And then um, creatures of the night and underground are just sort of subcategories. You'll find a lot of those will actually appear in other places anyway. But so we start with axe grind then. Start we? with axe grind. Now, uh, see right the very, very, very first one there, the bog folk. Yeah. Anybody who's seen the TV show uh, Trapdoor from the 80s with Don't Bert, go down there. Don't go down. Don't go into that <laughs> trapdoor. We'll recognize some of these people. And it's like, why have I never seen these before? As far as little minions, critters, and things for fantasy games go, um, they are just so adorably cute. And I, I can imagine Bert chasing after these, <laughs> trying to feed his master upstairs. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, unusual set that the Lich Sentinels, uh, who obviously sit on a flying stand and float around the place like the heads of um, resurrected beholders, I imagine, mm -hmm. no longer with the rest of us. But the the Boggles box is is just great because they have there's essentially bony, uh, not Bert but Dirk, big slog, little slog struts. They're just so cute. <laughs> So incredibly cute, and if anybody remembers Trapdoor, there's there's a set waiting for a game to be written for it. Really, you've got mixes of various types of uh, fantasy tropes. Uh, the axe grind are turtles, I think they are in D and D. Yeah. So you've essentially got a load of snapping turtles kicking around, and it makes sense that they're called shield kin because in uh, Scandinavian, <laughs> turtles are called Huelpada. Uh, yeah. which means shield toads so, <laughs> so that makes perfect sense to me um and again they're adorable they're adorable little things imagine a bunch of them coming at you like cleopatra down the street with a variety of weaponry ideal for people playing skirmish games like brutality if you want to start adding things in yeah. um, like wandering monsters and the like or just doing a weird war band uh, but also very good if people are playing D&D uh, &D incorrectly with miniatures, then they can do that. Fomorians um, is one of the biggest races um, yeah. and definitely definitely worth having a look at because I know, I know obviously Warren's a big fan of his Fomir, um, but this, you can do a full-on army this uh, is, of Fomorian raiders, you know. This it, is the shit right here. It is possibly the most oh. comprehensive range I've ever seen. You know, if you need 200 weapons or hand weapons and shields, whatever you want they're in there in a big big way uh and they're terrific bug-eyed things coming out of the swamp this is what i'm talking about who wouldn't want an army of femurs for goodness sakes uh, they were definitely the best thing in the hero quest box yeah so disappointed but they're not in that remake of hero no, quest, are they no they're not they've, they've like, replaced them with something else something <laughs> worse than a femorian how can you take the best creature out of the game for goodness sakes well the way i'd take them out is with a pointed <laughs> stick and blind them in their one eye and then run off while they're staggering around you only need one good strike and then you can get out of there so uh, you wouldn't use like a small hand crossbow just stay out of range uh, well you know if you think you can hit it but before you have to try and reload go for it that's also very good they do a set of um just heads which i think are scaled towards uh more 28 mil rather than being um uh, big ogre sort of sized mm. um, monsters so 
interesting possibilities in this that Lindy as well, just for um, unique pieces for conversions and kit bashing. Yeah. Because when was the last time you seen, you know, you take a set of orcs and stick a bunch of cycloplane eyes on them and you've got a whole other race. You know, they're not femurs, they're not orcs, they're they're something unique to you and very different. Or even um, sticking them onto Chaos Space Marines if you want to nerglify or change your Death Guard up. Mm. Gee whiz. Really interesting for that. There's like six pages of this flipping race. Yeah. Well, like I say, it is possibly the most comprehensive I have ever seen in my life. This company's um, got the wrong name. It should be Femurs of Distinction. Oh, God. That's it. Just, are you, are you happy with yourself? It. I am happy with yeah. myself. Yeah, they, 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 they could go with Femur Forge. Oh, could do that. Right, well, I could get lost in the femurs. In fact, after the show's over, I'm going to come back yeah, and get lost in the come femurs. Come back and get lost in them. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We've got Cthulhu ones coming up. We've got, like, demony looking things here. I don't know what the heck these are. Oh. Mm. Oh. Squid face, because they... they they to say those names. They, they, <laughs> well, you're, not, you're not supposed to be able to pronounce them. Um, but, the, yeah, the, they do go up to the Cyclopean range of femurs as well so bigger than your average bears and a bit more uh, punchy for it mm. i suppose oh, cool any standouts before i switch section um oh there's more head swaps yeah well they do wizard heads and they also do the cyclopean heads which are a bit bigger and have armor so chainmail and, and executioner's hoods and stuff on them tails i mean it's nice to see especially from the indies the the fact that you can still go in and go i want heads i want weapons i want weird things um, <laughs> just to change stuff up because it used to be a standard that you could get parts to do you know unique kit bashes and, and if you wanted to really make a range of your own distinctive you could do that and a lot of companies don't anymore because it's too much hassle uh so it's it's really nice the shields are particularly nice as far as Celtic fantasy go as well. I really like the not work on yeah. them. I've been trying to work out what I need them for. I haven't thought of it yet, but I will. Ben, it's got to be Saga. Yeah. yeah well, you could squeeze them in as some sort of fancy lord who's had a specially commissioned shield. Hmm. I, I, know, I, want, I want units of them, whatever it is. Could, could end up being in Saga with a bit of magic. Well, yes, could mm -hmm. be. Saga with a sort of magic, yeah. But would you actually have Irish people, Celts? Well, no, no, but, were you going to go but, with the, the actual Fomorian? Possibly just the Fomorians, because then it, it would be full-on Celtic anyway, and I could do that sort of ancient Irish fighting the uh, the old myths and sagas. Oh, they even delve into the dead. Mm, well, you know, undead are a mainstay <laughs> fantasy, and if you don't have them uh, in femur form, then you're just missing out. And again, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I like to find from smaller companies that they do unusual things that you, I mean, we've seen an undead centaur recently. And uh, I think Ben was saying you don't see them often. Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's things like this going, well, if people are resurrecting humans, then they're obviously resurrecting other races as well. Why do we not see them so often? Yeah. Fair point. See, when you're in the fantasy section, if you have a look at mimics, a lovely little section, there's not a huge amount in there, but the watchers of Balor Juve set. So it's a bunch of baby uh, beholders is, is very cute in and of itself, just to, you know, have charging after people around corridors. You don't need massive beholders. Sometimes just setting a pack of small kids on people is enough. What, a beholder swarm? That's terrifying. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, 
only if it's coming at you, like Cleopatra, but it's it's the rest of the mimics um, mm. are really one of the things I love uh, because I was looking at mimics recently with the idea for doing a, uh, a regiment of doppelgangers for Kings of War. And I thought instead of doing humanoid, because people were doing, you know, they match humans, I thought, wouldn't it be fun just to have a base full of mimics? And I've started <clears> looking for different types. And we all see chess mimics all the time, yeah. but uh, but things like the book on legs is great. The bag mimics, imagine putting your hand in one of those, thinking it's a pouch of gold. Just you'll lose a hand that way. They'll be calling you a lefty. Oh dear. And uh, yeah, just things like that. The food that bites back, which I'm pretty sure is meant to be a mimic hamburger. Looks uh, like it. And and it's <laughs> just so cute. Just as dungeon dressing or scenery dressing, or you know, decorating your tables because. You know, people, we, we talk about putting furniture into things like the big foreground tavern, um, but we never talk about what goes on the tables and things like that. And just having weird bits and pieces like this in your dungeon or in your in your table and on the board um, really gives people pause for thought. You see, I always find if, if you're really going to town on a table and you do some of the more in, inconsequential like set dressing, it mm. does make the game feel better. Oh yeah, even little things like printing a map out and sticking it on the top of the table as if people have been, you know, planning stuff way down with a couple of mugs and away you go. Mm -hmm. Love it. There um, we even venture into the shrooms. <laughs> I'm okay without shrooms today, thank you, Lloyd. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing some of the sci-fi. Yep. You will move on to sci-fi. Because look at this, right? That is the extent does that keep going and keep going and keep yep. going that's yeah. a lot of stuff it is a lot of stuff but you know oh just you get what you the, pay for just before we go to sci-fi though justin we'll have a quick look at fantasy monsters spiderhead where second oh. row oh yeah here we go if i remember correctly they're also baby um rust monsters <laughs> as well that's that's just straight from the thing I mean, yeah it totally is i love it there's a bunch of horrors the bog elementals are nice. They they have um, some really nice, again, almost mimic like monsters kicking around in there. Mm. Um, it's a bit sounds creepy. A bit half lifey looking there. Yeah. What what was it? The bog elementals, Jerry. Oh, bog elementals, very cute. But if you go to uh, the second page of monsters, mm. uh, if you do the shoggoth as well, I think. We in, there we are second page of monsters you'll see things like the big battle lizard giant dinosaurs are always good but better than that are the gigantic slugs oh hold on oh dino cavalry that's cool oh i quite like the dino yeah i like that a lot actually battle slugs where battle slugs down the bottom uh there you go gigantic slug and the reason I say they're battle slugs, and I know you want to get on to, um, to sci-fi, <laughs> but in the underground creature section, you will find gnomes. And the gnomes, <laughs> it's not a massive, massive nest, uh, but the gnomes have cavalry that fit yeah. on those giant slugs. So you can have little uh, gnomish armies kicking around. And they, they're kind of Brian Froud-like, mixed with the classic German gnomes. That's it. Giant slugs with giant everything. Careful mm. how you careful how you paint those antenna. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah. Jumped out. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, this thing's cool, though. And this thing as well, Justin. Screw your sci-fi. I'm going to stay here and look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Bleeding earth tooth. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I want it. It's a fungal horror. Right. Okay. Sci-fi, sci-fi. So Stargrind, this is the, the overarching. The, the things below it are sort of subdivisions. But there again, there's some really uh, fun things. You may spot a few from axe grind wandering in here there are donators which are kind of like zoots but the grok herd is really nice as far as um where have you opened oh you're gone into overlords already you're all oh, your way ahead of me oh look at these things you're like a and ninja they like the, the flood from halo yeah mm. the overlords is is one of the more sort of rounded they are all floaters yeah but there's varieties of floaters from um, <laughs> what do they call them the with the kick demons and doom, which are the horned cacklers. So you've got Doomask, you've got sort of flood, floaty, brain bug things. Um, but there's also the the sci-fi version, uh, I suppose full-on sci-fi with the, the Shabti Sentinels. They're you know psych essentially beholders for sci-fi. They're they're metal robot droid things with one huge uni eye on them. Is that in here? Yeah, it'll be at the bottom of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shabti and thralls. So you know, not everything has to be. I was going to say living, although that does appear to be some form of living metal. <laughs> the the overlord kraken and matriarch um, are particularly nice as well, and again, different from what you normally see, but perfect for games like Stargrave, um, brutality anything you really want i mean even fantasy those things would work for because floating gribbly monsters are perfect for horror and fantasy yeah do you know what they're good though they're good for filling out a world around you rather than you yeah. know it's my army versus your army and there's nothing on the planet yeah it'd be cool to have a gaming table and have these things in in amongst your battle because you're literally battling through an alien forest or something that'd be cool mm. yeah especially Battle's when you look at things like that creatures the, the, pteridines at the top and the grok herd mm -hmm. i mean the pteridines are essentially walking i suppose walking uh stalagmites mm -hmm. yeah this is what this section sings to me yeah. just this is your alien world bring it to life yeah also being able to put herds of things on the tabletop and occasionally have them aggro into people because they've been a bit too clumsy with the shots mm. You've, you've missed, have you? Oh, I wonder if they've hit another thing. Oh, you've antagonized the bull of the grok herd. Now they're stampeding towards you. Sweet end of the week, fellas. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Them Fomorians, that's going to tie me up all evening. I had plans. I'm working on like a, a tower thing that I'll talk about on the XLBS show on mm -hmm. Sunday. I had plans for that this evening. They're out the window. Out the window. I'm going to go plan how to piss my money away. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> so this week, let's get the news underway with some bolt action, some nice historical stuff, which is pretty apt considering we're giving away that starter set. What do you think, boys? What do you think of the new releases for bolt action? Ooh. It's nice to be seeing more of the, the Canadian sector being looked at for the, the D Day landings. Absolutely. I think, I think it's just nice that they've decided to uh, retool that British sprue. Yeah, <laughs> the Germans got a new one uh, ooh, a couple of years ago now, mm -hmm. and the uh, the big kickoff for this is that they've gone back 
and they've made the uh, the sprues more in keeping with the current, sort of easier to build. You're not having to try and mess around with two hands and a weapon and try and get the the lineup completely. So it's it's following on from what has now become so, the standard for bolt action. What's new then? So this this these guys so, existed, but these are the, new plastic versions, yeah. or are these just an updated version of a it's plastic a, version. Yes, an updated version of the plastic version. So the British uh, had a plastic line infantry box, yeah. Um, but it was like the original Germans that they had um, specific weapons went in specific hands and the hands were paired and it was a bit of a faff to put things together. So this is a, an easy build where you get some things like the charging um, fella there with two hands on the rifle. Those two hands come, that one exactly, yeah, that, that comes with the arms already paired onto that weapon so you don't have to go hunting to see if you've got the right right arm for the right left arm mm. left right right ah, yeah. Sweet. and yeah. so hopefully that'll stop the the floating rifle syndrome that you mm -hmm. used to get so it's it's much easier to build and alongside that they've uh, updated the the sort of the head options as well so now you get uh, enough heads to do everybody with tamu shanters if you want to run them as uh, scottish or indeed scottish canadian mm. um and then they also have uh, the regular heads are bareheaded and then you have a choice of helmets so you can put on whether you want to use the the plain helmet the net covered helmet or the one with scrim on it or mix and match them to your heart's content to get a a more realistic look of a, a sort of a veteran british or canadian force sweet which period of the war are we talking about here well this is 43 to 45 mid-war then oh no late war it's it's late war so this is done for the d-day landings yeah um so from from d-day onwards and they've they've rebooted the bundles as well so apart from picking up the box set um you can also get them as a a sort of a 900 point ish starter army that contains things like a universal carrier uh, a churchill tank some anti-tank uh, with a big six pounder yeah. anti-infantry that sort of thing so this stuff here jay yeah so that that is, I mean, we've seen these before um, for Desert War and the like, where you you get your your tank, you get a a carrier of some description, and then a bit of anti tank. Uh, so you've got the metal anti tank, uh, six pounder, the Vickers, and the mortar all in there. Um, so if you're just looking to kick off with bolt action, that's a, a great place to start the British because it gives you a very solid core for a, a force. Mm -hmm. I mean, like one of the the most useful things in there is actually that little brain gun carrier because it essentially works like a mobile pillbox. Yeah, uh, and if you can, you know, you can have your entire army mechanized. You just mm -hmm. have half a dozen or so of those do nothing around the battlefield to annoy your opponents is always good for a laugh. Yeah, so yeah, it's, John tried that once. So it's like two flavors of sort of starter set then. So you can get this. Or you can go a bit extra and get like the whole starter army, which seems to be this plus these additional bits. Yeah. And there yes. is an even bigger one in the post. Ooh, yeah, is so you can work your way up um, all all in conjunction with the the Canadian sector. Where? Uh, this one. Yeah. So that is all of the above. So it's essentially the, the army you've looked at plus the, uh, the new sector book. Mm -hmm. um, and not in there unfortunately but on the the warlord games website there are also three new churchill tanks coming uh if you want to start doing the engineer core so if you've ever wanted a churchill with a bridging device or a road laying bobbin or a trench dodging well i can sort see, this out for you jerry see, see if you go to yeah 
Badoosh. But um, what I was going to say, it, do we know, is this one of their resin tanks then? Because the tanks yes. seem to be resin. So the vehicles are still resins then. Uh, is this? No. Uh, no. The tank is resin. The yeah. universal carrier on the left is a plastic kit. Oh, sweet. And then down below, the mortar, the machine gun, the officers, and the six pounder are all metal kits. Yeah. So it's. It's uh, it's all three. It's the holy trinity of models: plastic, <laughs> resin, and metal. Yeah. Swing every base ticked. Yep. Oh, I've gone to the wrong place. Let me see. If you, actual... if you look at the big link below the the thing, there you go. And then go back to pre-orders, and at the top you will see the the three resin variants. Oh, nice. oh those are very cool. Yeah. So which make really nice just for. I don't know if they're going to have rules in the Canadian book, but you could certainly have unique scenarios based around them. Or mm -hmm. if you just want them for a modeling project, being able to actually have the uh, the bridge mm -hmm. Churchill there. And they all come with the uh, the big petard mortar on it as well for when you want to win friends and influence people. That was ah. just come off D-Day, look, with his, he's laying a road and he's even got the snorkels for his tank. Yeah. So... I would say this is some of the coolest releases they've done in a while because yeah. this sort of thing makes a great objective, even if it's not part of the battle. You know, the oh, the Brits are trying to create flipping roads to to get across to get their supply lines and stuff up and running. Let's go in and try and scupper that on them. It's a great objective. Yeah, yeah but even even having it as an agile thing, if you're you're playing the British and your objective is to lay the bridge, you know, you've got the vehicle that's laying the bridge. Um, I mean, if if you've got money to throw around and you and you got both or all three of them, I would go with that. You start with your forces attempting to break through, and that is laying the road for the bridge layer coming behind to get yeah. up to the. And you know, you you tie it all in. You even put those on a, like a train track, so to speak, that they always move every turn towards the objective, which means that you have to keep keep pace to uh, make sure that the way is clear and held open for them coming. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. I mm, like it a stuff. lot. It's interesting times. Um, it's nice to see D-Day reappearing on the horizon for bolt action and and putting more of that emphasis onto uh, Juno, I think they were on, uh, and moving away from the American sectors of D-Day and, and showing mm. showing off the British and Commonwealth trips a bit more. Yeah. We're giving away a box set. It's got Germans and Americans in it. So mm -hmm. if you're yep, looking to go down, down the Brits and Canadians after that, then these are perfect sets to pick up. Next is a bit of a <laughs> reminiscent for you. I think Ben put this in specifically for you. Did he? Uh, and it is the WizKids Transformers. Um, so they came out last year, and initially they were, I think, only available in the US. Um, but oh. they, are, they are available on this side of the pond now. And as a gentle reminder, because a lot of people looked at them and went, those would be great. I can't get them. I didn't give up. Uh, but no, don't give up. Never give up. Never surrender for the Decepticons and uh, the Autobots are now available mm. throughout the land. And they are um, part of their, their high-def primed range, so you have to get in there and do the painting yourself. Um, but as you can see, the miniatures look absolutely fantastic. They've managed to recreate the classic cartoon beautifully yeah. for the tabletop. I do like the fact that Prime is primed. <laughs> it's Megatron is mega. Gee so, so it's yeah, so that's handy. Oh, I'm star screaming at that joke, Justin. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> no, there, there was actually a, a new animated series came out on Netflix recently where they've actually kept the old style of the like the original, but it's like updated graphics. Uh, I have watched it. I did watch it. 
And there are two. Uh, oh, so there is Earthrise out now. Oh, is there another season out there? Is there? There's another out. Yeah, but it's it's done as like a mini series, which is in like like its own section, which is kind of weird. I'm gonna have to go and check it out. I like the animation, the animation style and whatnot. Hmm. Some of the storyline uh, wasn't so fussed on. I, see, I kind of like it because it's doing the full progression of the war on Cybertron, and then the next season is them, you know, out in space, on their way. Lost in space, are they? Uh, no, wrong franchise. And I really <laughs> hate it. I hate it, the Netflix version of Lost in Space. Oh dear. Netflix version of Lost in Space. Yes, there is. Yes, a there is, Jerry. Yeah. I knew there was I knew there was Joey in Space. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. But oh well, that was back in the nineties. Mm. I'm gonna bring us back on track because we yeah, have like please do. painted versions, do we, that we're looking at. Yeah. Um and I think uh, the really interesting thing about this is whoever's gone for the paint job has decided to keep the classic sort of toy line look. Yeah. Flat colours, nice clean, look. crisp, no real I mean, I myself would mm. look at that and go, oh, I would do shading and maybe do, you know, watches, colour modulation and, and make it look like you would make a, a model look when you're painting it yourself. Whereas they've gone, no, no, I want these to look like the classic toys I played with. Mm -hmm. Flat panels, flat colours, crisp, clean paint job. Oh, it looks absolutely great for it. Yeah. I, I would be chipping the crap out of this. Hmm. Well, you would. Chips, burns. Gotta get a wee bit here where Megatron yeah, so you, you'd killed them. More like the the new series, I they them, are a lot more beat down. Well, I paint them more like the Transformers the movie, where they're all beat down. Yeah. Man, Optimus I, Prime, he was so beat good. up in that movie. Yeah, Soundwave yeah. looks really good though. But do well, you it, get laser beak? I I don't think maybe. I haven't seen it yet, but that's not to say it's not out there. My main concern about this is I like the fact that it comes primed and I dislike the fact that it comes primed as well. Because if it's like dust, you know, originally I was looking at it going, oh, this stuff's already primed. I'll just paint it. It'd be great. I'll not have to worry about any of that crap. About five minutes into painting, I'm like, oh, I wish that mold line wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I wish that mold line wasn't there. And then when I ended up doing a scraping off and I'm like, Nah, have to reprime. <laughs> to have to reprime the it. purpose of it being primed. No, mm -hmm. well, that, you know, the the marketing guys don't think about fickle modelers like ourselves who don't mm -hmm. like mold lines or or rough cutoff points of sprue gates. And you've got that uh, you've got that to weigh up whenever you're getting pre-built, pre-assembled, or pre-primed or painted miniatures that mm -hmm. uh, you may end up regretting uh, the fact that somebody's already beat you to it. There is a picture here of them against some 28 mil figures. Hmm. They've got a nice heft to them. <sighs> See, that's what would make me want to deal with the mold lines even more, is just the yeah. sheer scale of them. Hmm. I want to go in and just deal with the mold lines. I tell you what, though, looking at Optimus there, they'd be perfect for 20 mil. It would. That would be pretty flipping sweet. Hmm. Oh. And is, are these just collectibles or is there a game alongside this? No, these are just collectibles. Um, okay. So it's part of WizKids. They, they have a, a range of stuff, mostly around D&D, &D, mm. but uh, they've also thrown these into the mix just uh, just for the the old nerds among us, like Lloyd, who oh. desperately, desperately wants Transformers. I want a Transformers game. In that case, Bot War. Bot, Bot War, War is your, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go and check out Bot War. Did we okay. did we get a set of that in the office, Jerry? Didn't we? We, we did get a set of that. Possibly bubbly. Oh, anyway, it's it's it in your room, is it? Oh, 
I can't believe this, Justin. It's essentially, it's like, let's say, a Transformers type game in a box. Right. Okay. And now we can get Transformers miniatures. Look at that. Transformer esque miniatures hmm. in a box. Yeah, but now we can get actual Transformer miniatures. <laughs> I, I, I want to play this. Like but, right that, but that scale there, Jerry, they'd be little. They essentially look like 28 mil guys, do they? As we veer completely off track here. <laughs> this is fine. Not, not completely 28 mil. Some are bigger than others. Um, not all bots are created equal. <laughs> Find one of the. There's an open packet because I was playing with the. I think it's the baseball ones. Do you have your fancy second camera set up, Jerry? Um. Actually, it's not. It's not in the right place, but we'll see. Jerry's got Jerry's all fancy. He's two cameras, Justin. Two. Yeah, no, I set that up in here one time with a focal ring. Yeah, we're not interested in yours, though. We're interested in his. This (laughs) is Jerry. You're interested in Jerry's ring, okay? This is Jerry. We're talking about. He can't take photos and focus yet. He's got two cameras set up. Uh, What can I say? I'm a man of. (laughs) I'm a man of many talents. While you sort those out, I'm going to go back to the images. You go yeah. back to the images while I I, I would definitely be chipping these, or at the very least, oh, do you know, just get a pencil and go around the, the edges and stuff. Yeah, you could do some like, yeah. In fact, you, you should actually check out, uh, Jerry was doing a thing with like pens uh, recently, which would work really well. And draw some white sort of streaks and stuff on this guy's windows, on Optimus's yeah. windows, that'd be sweet. Yeah, there's oh, a... Oh, oh, we've got picks. They're almost Gundam-esque. I will give you a scale. You haven't got a 28 mil mini to chuck beside him, have you? Uh, I've got my... Because uh... that's my brain works in 28 mil minis. Mm. How many minis high is he? Hang on a minute. <laughs> I'll give you a 28 mil mini. There's a whack and SS. Okay, so a little smaller. They are a little yeah. smaller. So if you went 15 mil with those guys... For humans, with, with, is with that sort of scale? Yeah, yeah, is that the sort of scale that it is? Um, I think it's fifteen because they they sell uh, another range. I mean, some are smaller, some are larger. Mm. They sell uh, Bot Wars is as part of a universe, if you if you will. I'm change yeah. back to me, um, which has another game. I think we did a whole indie of the week on it actually. Uh, <laughs> I do quite like the them. design of them. So yeah, there there are. A substantial range of, of bots mm. and, and i mean it means you can just if you want specifically to play transformers um, and you're not worried about the scale you could just get the bot war rules well i mean i suppose so long as your base sizes are right who cares about base sizes rules are made to be broken yeah get get rules oh. fix rules to match whatever you want to play with right that's how the, that, that's how the game is played let's go back here i've just visited the gallery look at this now we can get a good look at these yeah. all angles i have to admit i'm pretty tempted by these but i like you jerry i can't understand why they've just gone hey look at this flat color no well i guess they're trying to show what you it's, can do with it that's achievable it's very much like the the old cartoon they're they're kind of trying to show off yeah i mean when you look at it it does look like it's not even the old cartoon it's the old toys the actual toys that we bought yeah you know when we were kids in the 80s justin I was born in the 80s. I had loads of these. Don't know where any of them went. It's probably given away with your Star Wars figures, man. I'll probably yeah, given away probably. by my mother. Don't yeah. remind him. You're going to set him off. We'll be here all day. Yeah. I have to admit, I'm pretty tempted, but I'm definitely going to have to clean up some. Oh, look, lines. there's mold lines back of his legs. 
Yeah. <laughs> Front of his leg. Never mind the yeah. back. Yeah. So like there's horrendous ones there. And yeah. Along that. See this. So then that... I think it's it's the same sort of plastic as like Reaper Bones. It's a soft plastic. So you have the added benefit that you can't file oh. or fill particularly well. Mm. So Still. it's a sharp, sharp knife to remove. But yeah, it's it's a wonderful walk down. Unfortunate. I'm tempted. They'd look really sweet on this shelf right here. Up next, we have a mixture of horror and a bit of sci-fi <laughs> from Black Sight Studios. Oh. So um, we've looked in the past at, um, so don't look back, the horror game where you've got a mixture of, of survivors running about the tabletop trying to be um, butchered by classic slashers from from pop culture so obviously yeah. these aren't classic slashes from pop but i think they look very it's very just, similar is this more new releases because we were looking at stuff like this yep. just a couple of weeks back so so this is a new horror pack um uh, it's a set of six figures as you can see there they come from a myriad of horror films from east and west so we have uh, the creeper from jeepers creepers there we've already looked at the uh, the girl from the ring um obviously not the sarah michelle geller version because it? it was terrible is this that no, that's that's the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, yeah. the big bug who hides in this in the uh, I was going to say as a scarecrow in the, the middle of the cornfield. The first one is Candyman, um, <laughs> and as you can see from the unpainted, we have the nun, mm -hmm. we have Maniac Cop, which is an amazing slasher from again from the eighties. Eighties were great. We have somebody with an axe and a woolly coat on, and I don't recognise that one. So for the comments, peeps. Something it, for the comments, it must be somebody who's famous. But I don't know who famous person it is. Don't know what mm. murder we have. Um, so yeah, really nice set of horror models, all thirty-two mil and resin. So uh, they've done some terrific work already. Uh, we've seen that across the board, and it's it's really nice to get an extended amount of monsters to start killing up the young, uh, fragile children on the tabletop because mm. uh, that'll teach them to be teenagers, <laughs> lousy teenagers with their parties and their good times. Well, I mean, it's 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 the old thing. You always wonder why do they split the party? Don't split the party. Well, yeah, because there's nothing to see here. We should all go skinny dipping. Yay! <laughs> That's not the only stuff. It is not the only stuff. Uh, apart from horror, they also have some PSC combat drones. Okay. So I don't know what PSC stands for. I assume it's like OCP. It is just a generic corporation name. Mm -hmm. um, but these are a set of six robots for use in your uh, sci-fi or uh, near cyberpunk future gaming. Uh, they've already done a few other figures like the horror set, which are heavily influenced by pop culture movies. So we have Blade Runner-esque things. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys would look particularly good in something like Brutality, for example. They're, they're a oh, bit chappy looking aren't they they are a bit chappy looking um there's a little bit chappy and then the uh the guy with the bucket on his head uh, is is a bit is a bit out there i feel uh but it's really well, nice seeing these because they're just having a generic set of robots that you can put on the tabletop either as you know a a, a set of um good guys bad guys or maybe ai controlled was know. was chappy a south african movie yes it was yes was it set in the same universe as um, District 9? District 9, was it? Uh, there's no reason why it can't have been, but it wasn't specifically set in the same universe, no. I'm immediately looking at those going, oh, let's smush those together with some District 9 minis. Hey, have some robots smashing some bugs. Smashing some prawns. Prawns. Three years. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> 
there actually is a District 9 board game that the guys at Weta Workshop made, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. It's kicking around in the office somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, no, trust me. I, I have it safely put on a shelf. Oh, Got to get me some prawns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But yeah, so uh, some lovely stuff there from Black Sight. As, mm-hmm. as we venture into the world of sci-fi, moving mm. on, we have new stuff coming out for Infinity as well. Yeah, mm. uh, quite a lot coming for Corvus Belly for March and April. Um, and first off, we have the Neoka. Good luck gonna, with that. I'm going to go with Neoka. Uh, salt trips uh, for O12. Um, this is a sort of a booster set of some particularly hardline members of uh, O12 from Star Matter. Uh, this gives you a bit more punch, uh, and these guys have pretty much seen it all on the tabletop already. So, if you need a bit of uh, additional heavy hitting power, then the assault uh, troops are, are certainly going to give that to you. Um, we also have there the Yu Ching, who are super fantastic and great. And this is the first of their beta booster packs. So, yeah. they have done booster packs in the past for the factions that give you things to add to starter sets and now they're going back and these are beta ones so you can have a choice of you know the the first or second booster pack or pick them up uh, and then choose which models you want so you can see there's a missile launcher a multi-laser and a hacker which is very important in games of infinity because you always want to eject your opponents out of their tags before they can do you any massive damage and there's a jump trooper in there as well which is nice from mm. a collector's point of view, someone who's just buying the paint rather than mm. play, the booster packs is really cool because you just go, oh, I fancy a little bit of this. I'll just buy that pack of three and paint them up as a wee display thing and put them yeah. on. Yeah, build, build yeah a you wee... get a, a taster of the faction. Yeah. Build a wee diorama or something. Um, years ago, we, it was a diorama sent over from uh, Angel Heraldus, I think, painted it. Mm-hmm. I still have it sitting on a shelf. I can literally oh, grab it, it was at so any point. Sweet. Is it really that close, Justin? It's in the cage. I could literally get it in like 30 seconds. Go go get it, mate. Go get it. We'll right. we look at the next one. We'll look at the next one. Where do you see so, this diorama, peeps? So the next one is uh, a booster pack for Panacea. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's it contains a hacker uh, and then a couple of guards with special weapons. So you've got a, a sniper and a HMG in there. And again, it, it has this feeling where the first booster packs were additional troopers or specialists for your faction. Uh, this time around, you've got a bit more specialized um, weapons plus the hacker because it's easier to move into infinity in stages. And I think if you leave hacking until last, it yeah. adds a lot to the game, but it, it takes a lot of the heavy lifting away of having to try and learn a lot of different rules at the same time. And again, sculpts are absolutely superb. I mean, the, the work that they're doing at the it's, moment is just fantastic. Is this all in their crispy metal or, or what's this in? This is all in their crispy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a habit of getting really sharp, you know, crisp yeah, the, stuff out the, of the metal. Definition and, and detailing, um, even on very subtle details, is just absolutely stunning. Uh, they're definitely at the top of the game as far as metal production goes. Did we have success, Justin? I failed. <laughs> oh. I thought I knew the exact position. But, um, oh, dear. Oh, well, the idea well, is. It was a tiny wee diorama of just a couple of dudes or maybe one dude on it. I'm looking at these booster packs thinking, do you know what? Even if you're just a collector painter, mm-hmm. just pick up the wee booster and do wee dioramas and stuff. Yeah. It'd be really sweet. Well, yeah. speaking of collectors of painters, uh, the next one we can have a look at is Cassandra. Um, so this is a single figure. And if you're going to do a diorama or a single paint job, 
you'd be hard pressed to beat that for a figure. Uh, mm -hmm. So she's a nomad rocking a Spitfire. So game terms, it's a, it's a brutal weapon to get in your face up close and personal, but mm -hmm. it's also got that really striking anime feel to it. Um, she's actually, you can't really tell from that image, but she's leaning backwards yeah. as if she's mm -hmm. just stopped and her coat has been bellowing around her legs it's pushed forward or um, or, or, she or she's about to jump out of the way of fire as she returns yeah. fire it, mm -hmm. you know you're, you're painting painting the narrative right there you're building your diorama already uh, and again fantastic looking miniature uh, as a as a one-off for a painter it's stunning as anybody who wants nomads on the tabletop will know um having spitfire is always good for a laugh mm -hmm. uh, a nice little commando and we finish things off with a space trucker. Um, so, I like this. So yeah, this is a monstrucker uh, with boarding shotgun. So again, if if you're playing game wise, that big brutal shotgun with the huge drum mag is is pretty spectacular. Um, but the uh, the monstrucks are these huge sort of land trains, convoy like things that just drive one place to another down the the Sam Highway. They're fully automated vehicles, but they need people on board to both defend and sort of do running repairs. Uh, and the miniature I've, itself has got these huge, they're not mechanical legs, they're actually magnetic, like grappling boots, so that they can walk along these these convoys when they're moving without being blown off or falling away. Like That's the, cool. Like the boots from Solo. Yes. Like where the, the stormtroopers are walking along the train that's flying mm -hmm. along at a million miles yeah. an hour. Something like that. Be sweet. Mm. Oh, now I'm going to need a land train as well. See, oh. big land train. And it, it, it's a terrific model because even though it fits perfectly into the Infinity Universe and can go onto the tabletop and be a fighter, it has that very, not part of a faction, not part of a, a dedicated military organization, mm. just somebody doing a job. And if yeah. that job happens to be a Mad Max style shooting, <laughs> shooting the guy with the flaming guitar as they come to take your stuff, then, you know, so be it. Um, but yeah, it's just really nice, nice miniature. Sweet. Love these releases. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really right. nicely done from Corvus Belly. Every time they knock it out of the park. Yeah. They really yeah. do. The consistency of Corvus Belly to come along and go, when you see our new releases, you will not be disappointed is just a phenomenal. It's also yeah. the pacing that they keep up because their manufacturing is in-house they know they can get through releases a lot quicker. They're not waiting on a, a boat coming from China, Poland, wherever. They're just doing it themselves. Yeah. I think, yeah. Waiting on a boat from Poland as well. Right. Staying. Cross country. <laughs> Land boat. Land boats. Land trains. Flip's sake. Not boats. Trains, people. It's all about the trains. Right. Yeah. Keeping up with sci-fi. Moving on. Yeah. We've got something else coming up, sort of sci-fi looking. We do indeed. So Slave 2 Gaming um, are working on some 15 mil machining Krieger. Uh, so this is a bit of a, a left field one for me. I'm so, aware of the uh, Krieger range. Is it? Is it a bit like World World Two's weirdy World no. World War One more like? No. no. In fact, you're you're, you're way way out. Um, so a couple of friends of mine are big into this from years ago. It started off as a Japanese uh, comic book in like the 80s. And it's yeah. it's the far future. So after World War Five or World War Six, <laughs> okay. oh, wow. Earth has been nuked. It's like, you know, 2800. Um, Earth was nuked. People abandoned it, took to the stars, um, did their colonization. 
And then years later, people return to Earth and discover that the world has been sort of reclaimed by nature, but it's it's livable now, it's habitable. And so they start setting up colonies and then they, like, the global, uh, I was going to say global empire, but the, the global government decide that they really need, you know, some governmental help. So they send them down and they immediately start sort of stranglehold um, on these, these settlers, these colonists who are, are more or less uh, broken away from their control. And it starts a whole war then on the, uh, the new earth colonies. So um, it, it has this very distinctive, it's, it's got a World War II feel. Yeah. But then when you see some of the, this does. yeah, when you see some of these things they they took in when they were drawing it originally, these big, those in particular, those suits, um, I've made Tony has so many of these, they have almost like a 2001, uh, space odyssey meets Robbie the robot kind of feel to the actual mechanics of the, yeah. the suit and how me, the suit goes together. And there's these guys inside these big, big, essentially meets, tank bubble things. Meets inner space. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, a peculiar setting. I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't seen it on the, the tabletop before. I suppose it's not as well known as a lot I, of other um, I genres. Think, I think I've genres. seen big scale models of this sort of stuff done. Yes. There, coming there, out of Japan. There have been huge amounts of models. Like um, 32, like... Um, uh, 135ths. Yeah, 135ths. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Tony has chibi versions of them and then they, they did it like a range of I think they were called super deformed uh and they, and they were like you know almost like bubble-headed things but you've got these guys in <laughs> a mixture of armored fighting suits and walkers um and, and just playing infantry so um they've been they've been that's sweet some definitely lost in translation if you call your product super super deformed, deformed. <laughs> oh yeah no in the same way in the same way chibi is super deformed because they've all got the big heads and tiny bodies <laughs> That's the that's the same sort of thing. Um, this this could blow up because a few years ago they talked about doing a, a big Hollywood movie. Yeah. Right. Um, based on Machine and Krieger. So if that comes to fruition, I think a lot more people will know about it. But it's really interesting just to see not just 15 mil sci-fi, but something that has been kicking around and has a fanatical fan base for the past sort of 30 almost 40 years uh, i just clicked the link i just want to have a quick look at some of the other things that are mm. floating around so where have i flew slave to gaming then i've, I've landed slave to on. gaming is the company yeah so and, um, particularly this faction i like to look at these yeah so the sdr are the uh the the style democratic republic something like that they are the the, the government the the evil um space government so <laughs> impacting all the the nice people on earth mm. sweet gonna have to check out some more yeah because a fascinating fascinating not just genre but you know uh take on it as well and 15 mm -hmm. mil means you can have some big big games on the tabletop gw stuff then now our gw news is kind of like a rehash of the news that we've had before because gw like to do that thing of here's what's coming and then they do that thing of here it is now available Mm. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, we looked at uh, the Head Knights of Slanesh and their new um, plastic kits that were coming for them, which was fairly comprehensive. And I know at the time we were, we were big fans of the Arabe-esque sort of feel that they'd given to them. So the, the um, fiends of Slanesh had these 
riders on them with uh, a very Arabian feel, flowing silks that mm. fit the the sort of look and feel of Slanesh perfectly. Uh, and then you've also got lunatics like that who kind of looks like uh, the fellow from 300. Mm. So they are now finally available to get your hands on along with the battle tome if you are keen on playing your uh, Slaneshi faction in the Age of Sigmar and the, uh, I suppose, mortal realms technically. But they're uh, a weird set of people, it has to be said. If you've seen them coming, you would turn and run the other way, even if you didn't know that they were chaos-worshipping deviants. Well, hang on, that looks pretty heroic there, the magnificent guy. Sigvald, so that's the second iteration of Sigvald, this time with 100% more cow horns. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Age of Sigmar and cow horns on people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was the epitome of beauty and perfection for Slanesh. Mm. Um, and and now he's returned. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just quickly open them up for anybody who didn't yeah. see us when we were covering them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We covered this quite extensively, so I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time on it. Just let you know that it is available. They are available. Yeah. yeah. Particularly, I like these, Justin. Um, well, not these. Hold on, I keep opening stuff as I go. If I open that, open that, open that, open that. You know, you've got all this. Stuff. Which one's your favorite download? <laughs> The ones riding dinosaurs, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seekers. Look at that. They're pretty sweet. I do like them a lot, actually. Yeah, those are pretty cool. What happens if you give a seahorse legs and then really, really annoy it by, I don't know, taking it out of the sea? Mm. Get these things. Just imagine your gaming table if you go in for the the Roo Riders. (laughs) Although I I have to say those miniatures look spiky as hell. You're going to keep stabbing your hands on them. Well, you know. But I guess so that's chaos. Put, put tiny corks on everything. <laughs> <laughs> that um, could actually look really fun. So yeah, yeah we have there uh, all of the Bulls, all of the yeah. bits will now be available to pre-order. Um, I believe this weekend. Cool. And it means you can pick them up from store.ontabletop.com. Of course. Plus the books. Plus the books. Uh, and there we see the the second of the books. So um, the Daughters of Cain are also getting a murderous new battle tomb. And again, we've seen some of the new figures a little while ago. Um, what we hadn't seen before was the endless spells. So like all of the battle tomb spell effects now have wow, presence all, on the all tabletop. The blood. They have all the blood and a, a massive Conan-esque snake thing mm. there that I can't tell whether or not it's made from blood or just dripping in blood. It could go either way with uh, the God of I Murder. I think it's yeah. blood manifesting into a snake. That would that would make some sort of sense. If we're speaking of its spells and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I mean like I'm not sure if I'm digging like the, the bloody swords. Blood doesn't move like that. I know what you mean. Uh, they they obviously have this idea that the the swords themselves are dripping blood while spinning around each other, but it yeah. does look like they've got a one of those um, rag mats yeah. that people used to stitch together hanging off them. Well, haven't you been 3D printing some swords and stuff, Justin? Um, Power swords and things like that. If you go and grab them and you and John cover them in tomato ketchup and then go into the car park and film yourselves swigging oh. it around, we can watch this back in slow motion and see <laughs> if this is actually how it works. Now, I actually gave the power sword away because it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, so the only sort of properly 3d print it is a chain sword and i do not want to swing that big thing about it will fly apart oh oh um, wait foreground left us some swords <laughs> uh, the metal ones those swords yeah this sounds like an even worse plan yeah that's a great plan sounds like an even worse plan i'm pretty sure the car park should be empty nobody's let out of the yeah, houses anyway tomato ketchup 
Three minutes of filming, and then we will have the answer. And then tomato ketchup hits the camera, ruins the camera, and then I have to buy a new camera. Cling film. Cling film over the lens, stretch type. That's it. Or or super zoom. You know, you don't have to be that close. And that would wrap that up. Let him do a couple of practice swings first before you get weighted in. (laughs) What we have is a new set of 10 mil chivalric knights. Um, They're being sculpted by Forest Dragon, who's going to be the uh, the 3D printing look, uh, and they're being printed out via the the merchant scheme by printing in detail so um, we've already seen stuff from forest dragon and printing in detail in the past where they've been uh, essentially recreating Warmaster armies um, for people who want to play 10 mil fantasy games this time around they're moving into a bretonian looking faction uh, so you have there a flying mage holding the uh, the sword like a cross we have the uh, lord on massive charger with his uh, horse curtains and that's a also, big steed indeed yep and they are also have um two units so we have a unit of knights and a unit of peasants as you can see the detail is incredibly good for 10 mil mm. um, i love the embossed shields the embossed shields are terrific that there's the little touches like on the the mounted lord the mm. There are shields around the horse's caparison around the neck, which mm. is just like the GW um, Bretonians, the last edition before they killed them all off. Yeah. Um, and this is what we've seen from Forest Dragon in the past is that you'll get a couple of heroes and a couple of units and a couple of heroes and a couple of units. And over the space of three to four months, they complete the entire 10 mil army for all the various factions that you would need if you were playing Warmaster. Um, what I will say is, when you're looking at things like the peasants there, mm. the level of detail is fantastic. They've been sculpted for 10 mil, so they are very heroic. But I've seen people print these out in 28 mil, uh, zombies in particular, that they've done with the, the vampire line of undead, looked fantastic in 28 mil, giving you that masked rank. Um, if but- you're a, if truly, if you're after <clears throat> a particular look, though, because it would be a bit <laughs> chunkier than... yeah than regular but if that's the look you're going for that could look rather epic yeah yeah mm. no, and, and because it's 3d and you can stretch and pull them when you're printing them yourself in any way shape or form then you've got a lot of uh, scope with it but they are they are sculpted or well to be, they are sculpted to be printed in 10 mil and as such yeah the, the detail work has been done with that in mind so i think they're cracking anywhere from 10 to 20 mil sort of range yeah 28 mil you could do it i don't know if i'd push it because yes you can scale things up and down in a 3d program quite easily but what you can't really do is it's like you can't expand their arms and and retract their arms and that sort of stuff to get Mm. it to go from what is a very heroic looking sculpt Mm. down Mm. to a less you know just regular sort of heroic sculpt but maybe i would have to see the pics maybe they do look really cool at 28 yeah eric can you bring them up again lloyd i'm just wondering how much scaffold these are going to need if you're going to run through the print yourself I can tell you how much scaffold if you want. Uh, go ahead. Um, because I have some here. So what do you want to know? The hero or regiment or what? Uh, honestly, it's one of the cavalry with like a long lance on it. I would be very curious about. Okay. 
because it's so. it's long hanging off components like that during 3D printing that always always make me nervous because you just you need to be a little more careful with your scaffold on those points. I so would have the, thought these come pre-scaffolded. They do. So these these come. So this is 3D. Um, so these are the the wood elves that Forest Dragon does, and these mm -hmm. are from printing in detail. So those are ones I've removed the scaffold from. Yeah. Here's a set with the scaffold on them. Now, obviously, wood elves. So mm -hmm. now I do like that they're delivering them to you with the scaffold on. So there's the scaffold. That's very impressive. Very impressive. I like that too, Justin, because it will help protect them in transit because it give them a bit yeah. more strength. Yes, the the small parts, the um, antlers or lances or yeah. helmets, especially when you look at some of the knights that they've got there with the. Uh, like the deer heads on them, Plus, protecting those antlers. I mean, you, here's one of the heroes. You don't have that moment where um, someone's trying to nip all the scaffolding off real quick and they're not taking enough detail or care and attention over it. You get to do that. Hmm. Yes, it might be a bit of a laborious job, but there's nothing worse than getting something that's been pre-clipped and you're like, I lost half an elbow or something because someone's yeah, in a hurry to do yeah. But if you look underneath the cloak, you may be able to see there's even small amounts of scaffolding under the cloak. Mm -hmm. Not you so see, much on that one, but there was on others. I, I like this as well, because if you're just getting into it yourself and you get a couple of these, this is very educational for people to show them, here is the amount of scaffolding you need. Here are the, the points mm. you need to look at to actually apply your scaffolding. Yeah, it's, it's and to be honest, because I cleaned those ones up um, for an unboxing a while ago, Removing the scaffolding is not a major issue because it's that thin because it is only 10 mil. Yeah. Um, and if you have any major issues with it, heat them up, drop them into uh, warm water and mm -hmm. pulling the scaffolding away is much easier. But those peasants, I mean, they They're are fabulous. Stunning. I really like the peasants and they, there's a nice amount of individuality in them. I see like one or two bits repeated in mm. like elements, but not like full yeah. repeats of miniatures. It, here's like a repeat. This lady swung to the left and this lady swung to the right. Yes. Yeah. Same lady, but a swift, a quick invert has done quite a good job because by the time you've painted that, maybe the hair is slightly different or maybe that's a person behind her. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea. But, but by the time you what... do a, a, a different reap, a different, because you'll get boxes of minis. This is one of the great things about 3D printing is you'll get boxes of minis and they've come on the sprue and it's expensive mm. to make the sprue. So you get repeats that are all exactly the same pose. Yeah. At the very least doing that switch, that reflection down the, down, down the yeah. side, to go left, yeah. right, plus a repaint, you know, different colors mm. will help really separate those two. Yeah, and I think that'll make for a far more interesting looking force at the end up. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, I'm really looking forward to see exactly where the Bretonian slash chivalric knights go. Mm. Um, obviously, things like the Grail Reliquy was a, a fantastic sculpt with the Mad Monks from Bretonia. I hope we see something like that. They are very heavily influenced, like all of Forest Dragon's um, sculpting has been, by the old world. Um, but that, I think, is terrific because it means if you are attempting to get into something like Warmaster with friends who already have the GW miniatures that aren't made anymore, mm. then your army does not look out of place. Or in mm. some cases, like the, the Wood Elves never had an official army. Um, I think the Bretonians did, but very short-lived. Uh, so seeing these on the tabletop again is just sensational. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, that's his new stuff. I've got to follow this through then to the yeah. website. Um, uh, or or some place that you can get things from. What is yeah. this that I'm on here? So 
you Gumroad. start us going. So Gumroad is, I believe, set in, I think it's in the States. Um, Forest Dragon has his own patron mm-hmm. where you can you can sign up and get the STLs yourself every month. Um, this one and, here, then. Um, yeah, and print them yourself as well. So at the moment, there's um, Wood Elves, Dark Elves, Vampire Counts, and the where Bretonians you- are now coming. Why are you reading that? I, I'm not. I just know that we because know I've, that. I've, looked, I've looked through them in the past for for uh, fantastic battles. Actually, is what I'm planning on using them for. Um, but if you don't have access to a 3D printer, or if you're like me, a stubborn old goat who refuses to embrace new technology because I've enough to do without trying to work out how to print things, then there is a, a patron level, which is a like a merchant level where people like printing in detail uh, and others have subscribed to him and will provide you with the miniature printed and all so you don't have to think or anything just have to clip off the supports uh when you get them and uh and fire them on the table i really like this bretonian stuff this might actually get me to bake a 10 mil army mm. in over the next 10 years yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll add a year for every mill for, for every mill that is that's a good way of doing it i have to say that works um, it out I'm, I'm oh crap! 100. That means my minis are twenty-eight. It's going to take twenty-eight years to paint them. That's, what, that's why I started most of mine thirty years ago. I'm still not finished. <laughs> Lacking behind. But but look at that. That's yeah. so yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and for, the range is only going to grow. Yeah, but for I mean, like for a place to start from, having you know crap infantry as in peasants having good knights, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Oh, um, the undead are fabulous. The, the undead range was sensational. These were the ones that somebody has re, uh, resized to 28 mil and mm-hmm. printed out, and they looked magnificent for us. Um, the Wood Elf range was just stunning. I, every every time they released one, like I said, I never got a proper official release from GW. Uh, that so so yeah. it was really nice. In fact, they didn't even get an official army list. So that, that was a fan-made army list, and then it's been sort of, grabbed by the Warmaster community. Um, so he just filled in the blanks. So everything from that that list that you need is is available there. And the intricacy of the sculpts is just phenomenal. There's mm. a unicorn riding um, wizard in the, the elf range in the Wood Elf character pack. And she has a little flame in her hand that's made up of, of like interlaced magic that it's mm. completely hollow and would be impossible to make in one piece in any other material and at 10 mil you do not want to be gluing pieces together mm-hmm. um so the fact that these all come uh, ready to rock and roll is particularly good yeah give us a look at the forest dragon lloyd there's a mounted and unmounted version so you can get him with a rider and without a rider that's nice yeah so there's the sisters and i like the the wings are uh, essentially big leaves mm-hmm. because Very it's a forest cool. dragon you know very very cool tis sweet mm. liking it liking it a lot fellas yeah so like i say that there are you have other links there so the the grump gum road this is, is gum road yeah is a place where you can go like uh printing in detail to actually get them printed out um mm-hmm. let's see i've got a i've got a link to twitter sample print yeah so this is forest dragon's own on twitter feed where you get to see some of the the miniatures that he's working on or that he's printed up so i mean they are i think um high elf looking fellows coming in the future the the vampire counts are 
just terrific. Yeah, Although you'll hate them because they've all got bat shields now. Yes, I did notice that, and that's why the Bretonians are singing to me more than than because they, they look like they look like real people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I could see me buying that, and I could see someone else buying it, and just painting up as two medieval sets without. Yeah. Without even going, you're like you could probably even venture down the historicals at that point because you're at ten mil. Very much mm -hmm. so, yeah, very much Ooh. so. You could do some nice crusade stuff. Have your your peasants with you. Mm -hmm. I like this next three sixty. That's very nice, the ferry. So uh, presumably that is to uh, don't you mean Ariel the um, uh, warden of nature? Yeah. Is that what don't... she was? She was. Don't you mean it's very nice, Justin? It's very nice. Oh, <laughs> so bad, Lloyd. But no, seeing a sculpt that has like that flow of earth magic coming up and through to her hand, you know, if you were trying to do that in like plastic or resin, you're guaranteed that's going to be fiddly as hell. It's certainly not going to be a out of the box thing. Mm. Um, you're going to have to do an awful lot of work to get it going. Awesome yeah, the... painted example. Painting examples are really nice. I mean, there you can see Branch Wraith. There's that wizard I was talking about at the bottom left. That mm -hmm. that green, I suppose, thorns coming up from her hand is is completely hollow. You can uh, just here. Yeah, and both actually top to bottom and through and through. It's like a cage of thorns. Mm -hmm. um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, really, really good work. He's a he's a talented fellow. Yeah, he, he is. I don't know if they... it's a he or not. Forest dragon is a talented dragon. Mm. I like it. I like it a lot. And the other nice thing is the fact that because it's 3D and they can swap bits in and out, there are multiple standards for all of the units. So if you have three units of knights on the tabletop, you don't have three identical banners. You can go, I want that banner, that banner, that banner. And therefore your, your units look the same without you having to sit down and, and start replacing. 10 mil mm. banners which can be done and is a pain yeah i wouldn't be doing it no way <laughs> but what i like uh what i like most about this this new bretonian style army mm. is i love the flow on the on the horses the material's I'm... flowing real nice yeah it's it's moving enough to show that they are moving but not like ridiculously so yeah oh. there's a there's a heft to it Mm -hmm. I, it's it's spectacular it's it's also i mean i'm positive there are other people out there doing this but i've i've seen so many people go i'm sculpting for you know they're sculpted as 28 but you can always shrink them down mm -hmm. whereas somebody actually going setting their their stall out right in advance going no these are 10 mil figures mm -hmm. that if you're scaling them up scale them up go nuts but you're not having to worry about the the reduction of a standard miniature to 10 mil mm -hmm. that hasn't been sculpted with that in mind so limbs become very thin and you lose detail and definition that's all been planned in from the start absolutely yeah. right chaps that was forest dragon wasn't it mm, forest go on, dragon go and check them out uh, yeah. i'm gonna move us on because we've got some kickstarters to get stuck into did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days. So up first from Heresy Lab is their fourth visit to their own version of the old world uh, with Witchfire and Sword. Oh, look, well-funded. Well-funded. I, oh, yeah. I thought it was going to go well. Um, oh my God, did it blow up. And so they, they start off producing 
citizens for the old world in their first Kickstarter, and then they've added in uh, additional ranges that are very good if you want to play skirmish games like Mordheim. Um, this time round, they they went with a undead and a Kislevite esque faction, the Amber Hazaria. Uh, right. and, and my word, people, it's it's so weird. They've been planning this for months. Uh, I know they were. I was talking to uh, Jamie and Giuseppe a, a couple of weeks ago, and they were sending us stuff to to look at. And then between them sending it and the Kickstarter launching, GW dropped Total War two or three with oh, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff in it. Yeah. And people were going mental for it. I'm going, you could not have timed this better if you were actually trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And the models are absolutely stunning i love the uh the hussars yeah the the, the wings uh, on the yeah. back it's just great so we're looking at 28 mil resins or what in this case it's both resins and stls so nice. once again if you are a 3d printer you can go in and pick up the individual stl files or complete packs um at a discount or if you just want to get the models uh, they will supply you with the resin models uh the undead section there has a beautiful blend and the reason it's got a beautiful blend is things like uh the the row there with the executioner with the hood and then there's a woman screaming and then there's like a lunch neck like a, a empire two-handed sword fellow mm-hmm some of these models have actually been produced in previous kickstarters as living figures so they've now gone back in and zombified some of the models that already exist Ah. so if you're doing narrative campaigns or if you're doing role-playing incorrectly with figures then you can have these live and dead versions and then there's a fellow who needs no introduction um the the worstest of all chaos warriors krell lord of the undead or (laughs) in this case uh lord coven ironhand um but yeah so the Amber Hazaria, they're fighting in the old city. The undead are fighting against them. Uh, the ancient ones have risen. And then we also have a citizen pack. And the citizen pack has a couple of miniatures for all of the packs they've already released. So they have a a, a knight, a, a chivalric knight faction a la Bretonia. They have a um, witch huntry based sisters faction like the Sisters of Sigmar. And you can see some models in there will fit into all the existing warbands. But then they've also thrown in some additional figures as well that are just random people like beggars or tradesmen and sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're interested in this sort of thing and you hadn't seen it before, you can also pick up any of the previous Kickstarter figures, including Kickstarter exclusives uh in this as add-ons as um why is as little buy-ins why is there a lady throwing cats that that's the mad old woman who's become a zombie she is my favorite yeah. she's behind me at the moment uh, i can't that get is, her out because she's buried that is a fabulous sculpt she's got an armful of cats she's got I a cat under, use them. she's got a cat under her uh her dress and yeah. she's got a handful of cat that she's launching forward and she's just mental she's also got um there's another one who's who's selling rats. He's got like a stick with uh, mm. like a cross section and lots of rats hanging by their tails. And he's just like selling, you know, anybody want to buy a rat? Um, and I've decided that they're husband and wife <laughs> uh, just because I have. So here we see me and my friends in the uh, old world Faith and Honor set. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Is this, this you then, Jerry? Yeah, is it? yeah I'm looking uh, well. Being I'm very looking kind to yourself. Yeah, there. I am being very kind to myself because I looked at myself recently and went, God, I'm fat. But, uh, uh, well, yeah. you see, I'm, I'm also digging the guy that's using the pig as a rest for his sniper rifle. Yeah. I mean, cool. oh, th- there's a wealth 
a wealth of opportunities for painters in here even if you're you're not planning on playing with uh specific games with them um the there's the rat seller see with his, his rats, rats. rats for sale rats. The, this morning the big fella with the little fella on his back when i was looking at them they're too small to be an ogre because they do do a couple of ogres and they are stonking good um they would paint up very well as a alternative goblin and orc even though they're meant to be human simply because he's a bit bigger than your average fella and then the little guy on his back with a pistol lantern um kind of kind of gives you that ankh more pork feel of guardsman it's kind of cool I'm hobby. what sort of size are we looking at here is it regular do, 28 mil like do you, want, um, do you want to see is it is it yeah go ahead is it, <laughs> jerry so has some today's the day where jerry is just going yeah. I've got a camera and i'm not afraid to use him is, is it heroic 28 or is it like virgin yes. on the 32 it, it is there's one of the uh chivalric knights so who are uh i had it oh here we go Do, oh you want to you probably don't want to measure you probably want a uh i want a mini <laughs> all right well they're there for people who use things can see yeah. that use numbers yeah um oh, i think i'll just go back to the muffin ss because they're there so yeah, so they're what they, they are, are they virgin on the thirty-two then. They are GW esque in proportion, so they're they're more like thirty-two than twenty-eights. Mm. Um, but if you get the 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 SDL files, you can scale that down a little if you want, Lloyd, or up, or up, or up. I just up. I'll see if I can fit this guy in. I have a feeling I won't be able to because he's an ogre. But oh, he fits ish. He fits. the The ogre That's comes with right. the option of a street sign. That he's nice. he's winging at people, which I had to put on because having a uh, having a mace was a bit too standard. Whereas <laughs> I just felt I just felt the street sign was just great. Why would I not yeah. have the street sign? <clears throat> Winning friends and influencing people. Um, but like, these are resin casts from the previous Kickstarter, and they are as crisp as as you like. Um, Holy crap! I can actually see the vein structure in his arm. Hmm. That's no, amazing. I mean, I mean the, obviously, um, the new stuff they sent a few as as printed on a on a home printer. I don't know what printer they sent, but they're in the the news article um, that we have on the site about them, um, so people can see uh, some photographs of the new stuff that had been printed. I imagine that is sort of the the lower level of what people can expect because I've seen I've seen people obviously do terrific work in definition. Um, on 3D prints, but if you if you take that as a base, they're as, at least as good as the resins, and presumably you could probably dial that up as far as resolution goes. I, yeah. I don't know how 3D print works. Do, it's, it's magic. There's no. Do they have a game in mind? Because when they're presenting yeah. it, it's a war band. They just then more, more time. More time is the game they have in mind. Um, they don't have a specific one of their own. But I would think that anybody who's played any any more time would yeah. be crying out to get their hands on these. This is this is my war band here. This is the I'm a sucker for something that looks like a city guard type thing. Yeah, mm. and you see the, the the quilting even on the men at arms. Yeah, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the detail on that quilting is amazing. The guy on the far right with the sword and shield. This dude. Yeah. He has a terrific mustache that you can just about see there. He's actually got a, like a cloth head covering under his hat and the tash is going on either side of that because it's just mm -hmm. so long. It just went on his back like the go compare man. It just looks amazing. 
so then, happy to see that. It doesn't even stop there. This is the extras, though. The, these are so. So these two come from the last Kickstarter. So these are not yeah. available again. You can buy these off their website right now. But if you back the Kickstarter, you can get them at a cheaper price. You get a bit of a discount. Um, and then the Templars of the Flame are, are sort of sisters of Sigmar, and again, a terrific set of models who and look this like they'll do some damage. They're existing as well, yeah. So everything we're looking at down here is already 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 out there, already available, um, and and can be like I say, you can purchase it from Heresy Lab if you are thinking about picking them up in full or printing them you'll find it's probably a bit cheaper to grab them here but things like uh the kickstarter exclusive there is for this kickstarter and then down below you'll see some previous kickstarter sort of exclusives that have resurrected as well sweet oh and a big guy yeah he's not unlocked yet we don't know what's going on with him mm -hmm. well there's your your big ogre yeah look at that look why would you have a mace when you could have that massive street sign true i agree you know, that's it. Don't oh, 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 you, you, you need to. It's not city tower. It's a shrine, a roadside shrine. Oh, that's awesome! It is. It comes with a tiny statue of a skeleton, mm -hmm. um, and then like a little penitent votive offering flame in front of him, nice. and it's just terrific, absolutely terrific, and really a really nice feature piece. Even if it's, um, you know, even if it's just to, to put down on the table, but I think as an objective, mm -hmm. it just looks sensational. And they've had some beautiful work. I think, uh, I know Ruben Tortuga, uh, Heresy Brush has painted some of their stuff and then Giuseppe's painted some as well. And I think even Angel Geraldes has done a bit. And the stuff that's coming is just phenomenal. I've just been blown away by this, but I have to say that, the, the, oh yeah, the minute people seen this, they blew up massively. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's been hammering through stretch goals like there's no tomorrow and there's been a few comments about uh, with the bear cavalry that got shown off in that total warhammer thing are we going to see winged hussars on polar bears mm -hmm. um, because I think they've been manned aren't they I, I think if they could they should do it because people will get them yeah they can clearly model bears. Here we've got one. <laughs> yeah. they, they have a, that's like the famous Polish bear who helped in World War II. Yeah, it has the same name, I think. They could have hussars on grizzlies. Mm. Well, in the, the trailer is polar bears, but it's polar bears any bear it's you can paint it however you want. Paint a bear white, polar bear. Well, the longer neck and stuff, I suppose there's a different structure to a polar bear. They're not worry too much. Near enough yeah. is near enough. We're pretty close. Oh, yeah. Let's let's see. I'll wrap that up then with well funded, well funded. And from the time you're watching this, eighteen days to go. Mm. Sweet. What's up next, gents? So next we have Caprator Miniatures, who are working on some more fantasy and more STL files this time round. It's orcs, mm. orcs for your tabletop, mm. um, and these are. Chunky monkeys, they're 32 mil scale, or at least they're yep. sculpted for 30, 32 mil scale. Funded, um, plenty of days funded. to go. Yep. And again, it's it's a, a collection of miniatures that would be perfect for people playing sort of dungeon crawlers or skirmish games or mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing, because you've got these sort of small grouping or small collection of, of orcs that work well as a, a sort of a war band together. Mm. Um, the cool thing for this is these all... I believe don't need any supports. You just print them flat. That sounds like a thing that could possibly happen. Again, I bow to you. 
It's I, I was having it's a, a little a little look through it, but you can yeah. see the way they've designed it. So that see even this guy's shield, the way it's tucking into his shin there. Yeah, he's bouncing so on his just, two. Yeah, you'll just it'll just print on through without the need for a ton of scaffolding on these. That's very clever, Mister Bond. Very clever indeed. Mm. Angel's like, been busy. <laughs> oh, he gets around. Oh yeah, yeah, he's everywhere now. He gets around. It's a, a an interesting spread of of. Um, figures as well because you've got obviously they're they're orcs across the board mm -hmm. but they have a variety of weapons so if you want your sort of more berserker armored two-hand weapon wielding nutbags you've mm -hmm. got them then you've got your more sort of grunty foot soldiers who are just armed with sort of sword and shield and no armor yeah now here's the bit to blow your mind Lloyd. you see that guy we're looking at which one this one yeah he came off a an fdm printer a filament printer what filament yeah Really? So that's that's yep. generally the lower res over resin. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the the way the the filament printers work, you'll see the the lines a lot more because you can't get it quite so fine. Yeah, for the stepping, I believe. Yeah. But that if they've got that of a filament printer, that's amazing. And of course, you could use a, a resin bath printer on these and get them even finer. Oh, speak of the devil. But this, supports. this has supports, Justin. I don't know what you were saying about... You lied to us. Or well, it's, no, it's got, you see, it, read it, it says, this is entirely optional. All right. Oh, for people In bold. For people who don't trust it. <laughs> what, that would, what? Read something on the internet? Are you crazy? No. Well, that's why these things have pictures. That's why he gets very annoyed if we don't include big pictures in the end of okay. the week. So I will read. say, I love the look of these. They are very characterful. Yeah, uh, even, I mean, the, the leader of the elite orcs that we're looking at right now, who has twice the intelligence of any of the other orcs, because as you can see, <laughs> yeah, he's got two, two heads. heads. Yeah, Makes sense to me. Why is he yeah. in charge? Smarter than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And the laziness in me likes the fact that they already come on the cobbled street. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, the next image actually shows you you've got three options. Yeah. So you can do it no base, flat base, or full base. I'll just print them on the full base and just go... I've done. <laughs> done. Yep. Although it means if you are playing games that have specific bases, you can you don't have to worry about chopping things off. You just print without, or even just the flat base. Um, depending on how they've scaled it, will probably fit into those um, lip bases that take base toppers. Yeah, now, Lloyd, before you go too far, scroll up a little bit. There's something really important in the paragraph just above you. Oh, words it actually again. tell it. Well, it actually tells you the profile they used for Cura to get that result. So all of the settings and stuff to actually get that from an FDM printer. So is that set specifically for these models or is this just a set of settings, uh, do you think? Fat Dragon Games minis uh, profile for Cura. So I'm guessing it'll work for any miniatures. Where am I looking at? You see this? Just how to, how to print minis. Yeah, how to print minis, second paragraph is telling you. Where do I get the, oh, obviously I have to back to Kickstarter. Well, you see, I don't know. I think you could maybe actually look up the profile and find it it's sweet anyway is this again off a, that's oh. off an fdm but they are big minis which helps yeah chunky but, chunky is good yeah but you also get like a, a free arcade machine with it and they <laughs> actually ran it off on an fdm printer and it is so smooth it's ridiculous where's that is it further on down it's further on down there you go there you go there warg the orcs you two can play at home mm-hmm um, so I've just checked fatdragongames.com and mm -hmm. you can just download the Cura Slicer profile for the Krillity Ender 3 slash 5. 
mm-hmm. on the CR6, CR10, 3D yeah. printers. But anyway, yeah. So Basically, plug and play, down, Jerry. Just a download there. Yeah. And they do trees. Yeah. And again, because they've they've funded, they've got a, a chunky uh, batch of stretch goals that they're sort of working their way through there. So mm-hmm. that fella in particular uh, is uh, he looks he looks a bit um, punk, shall we say? Yeah. So good for possibly blood bowl teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lovely looking set of stuff. The trees are different. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's because we've seen a lot of haunted tree style trees like that, but without the foliage mm-hmm. on it. I think they're leaning into the arcade thing though. Yeah. At that point, I assume because they're going for sort of an eighties retro thing tier as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they're leaning into the side scroller type aesthetic for the yeah. trees. Oh, I'm, I'm digging it. So if I go back up to the trees, you know, it's video game looking, if you know yep. what I mean, is what I think they're after there. Yeah, them. like old school platformer style there. Yeah. So yeah, they they are absolutely terrific, and they've done some really nice stuff in the past as well. So if that sort of wet your juices, you can always go and have a look at some of their uh, previous sci-fi oh, and man. fantasy models. Mm-hmm. The best thing to... is, with it being SDLs, you have no delivery time really. Yeah, but it sucks to be old, Justin. Jay, you're old, mate. You're old. I'm old. We're gonna right. have. Well, look at the grey hair that's coming on me. We're going to have to pick up another hobby at this rate because... Excuse we, me, grey? That may just be the amount of um, fumes coming off your resin bath 3D printery things that you're lurking over. <laughs> so I just, just bleached bleach, it. Bleaching yeah. the sides? Yeah. yeah. That's it. But um, we ventured, we went through our 3D printing section <laughs> and we managed to go one Kickstarter before we were back on 3D printing again. No, ah! no, they were both 3D printing. Oh, they were both 3D printing. Yeah. I'm so yeah, old. <laughs> Don't worry, Heresy Labs have us covered. They will still supply real physical miniatures hey! like, like those ones I showed you. I don't get why some people find 3D printing so difficult. Because I, I don't want to have to learn another hobby of my life. Yeah, and on that note, let's wrap this show up because we've got another show coming to you guys mm. on Sunday called the XLBS, where we're going to be looking at our own hobby stuff and hobby stuff that you've been doing and possibly a juicy topic. And mm. Warren's going to probably tease us all with some sort of brain teaser that everyone's going to spend a week <laughs> trying to work out. Apparently now, apparently according to the radio show that was on Wednesday night, people have solved it, but don't realize how they've solved his puzzle <laughs> this week. So they're not getting any XP because they can't show their homework for working out. <laughs> and I think yeah. he's going to gloat if that continues to be the case. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not good with brain teasers, so I think I'm going to say I'm out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you want to take part in the fun and games that is the Sunday show, the XLBS, come on over to ontabletop.com. Swing! And if you want to help support what we do here, go to store.ontabletop.com. Swing! And buy some of the that we talk about. Hey? That'll keep the lights on. Hey? Until next week, happy gaming, folks! Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.